Hello, hello. My name is Steve DeAngelis, and this is our first inaugural podcast episode of Feedworthy. Uh, this is a podcast we're going to take a look at some of today's biggest happenings in marketing and conversation, how it plays out within social media, and discuss what type of impact it's having, ultimately, if it's working for the brand. Uh, this podcast comes to you directly from the minds of a few of us at Rebuild Group, a creative marketing agency built out of New Center, Detroit, the last stop on the queue line. Today, we're going to be talking about IHOP's recent burger debacle, how Amazon fared with Prime Day, and then the cutting the cord trend uh, update, because it's been a, a thing for a little bit. So I'll explain a little bit more, or we will, uh, about how this is going to work in a minute. But before I do that, I want to introduce you to a couple of my colleagues who are joining me today. One is Steve St. Germain. Does, hey guys. Does social media things. Super glad we're finally on the mics. We've been talking about this for a few weeks, so. At least. Finally getting it done. And then on my right is Eric Bowe from the strategy group over at Rebuild. How are you doing, Steve? All right. I, I, you know, well, why don't we let you do the discussion about what we're uh, going to get into here a little bit deeper? Oh, I'd love, love to. So how we determined worthy or worthless is we did a lot of effort looking at a lot of tweets. And a lot. Like a lot. And the interesting thing is not just reading tweets to you, because we'll read quite a few to you, but they're all thematically, we're looking for themes. We're looking for how people responded. And every one of these subjects, whether it's IHOP, Taco Bell, Prime Day, or Cutting the Cord, will bring up themes that we saw. So with that, let's just jump right into our topics, all right? Discovery, go at throttle up. first topic or first subject it really is the name change IHOP did to IHOP and for those of you who, those few of you who don't know it was early June they did a little bit of a teaser and they changed it to IHOP and they wanted people to sort of guess what the B was um, the interesting thing is I think you first got to ask is how many people really have a relationship with IHOP um, hey guys you know When's the last time you were in an IHOP? I mean, I can tell you, I haven't been in an IHOP since like 1998, probably. You know, yeah. you know the year. Oh no, I, <laughs> that's impressive. I know I was young enough to not know any 90s. better. You Definitely know. 90s. Yeah, IHOP had a thing in the 90s, right? Because I hadn't been since I was little. Yeah, I, I don't take my kids there. I, I, I wasn't sure that's like okay or not <laughs> as a parent. Well, here's the other thing: Have, Do you remember any of the re, any of their recent advertising? Zero. This is the first thing I've seen. They so they have Pancake Day, free Pancake Day. Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. We're actually going to get into that. That is it. That's all I know. Well, the one thing I did do a little bit of research um, during a pitch for a competitor, and the fascinating part is, I would argue that they're very good at one thing, and I'll call it pancake porn. Mm. Nice. So it's all about their ads were all about making um, pancakes look as delicious and desirable as possible to generate a crave, and we're going to come back to the word crave because it's very important to this. So um, just moving forward with this, they're really interesting because we're talking about social here is Adweek did an article on June 15th to say, you know, was this a good or bad move? And they did, there's two charts in there. You get a chance, you should look it up. Um, one chart was looking at pancake conversations on Twitter and the other one was looking at burger conversations on Twitter. And they showed um, a trend line of the pancakes decreasing over time while the burgers were increasing. And um, no doubt, I don't doubt the data, it comes out of Crimson Hexagon. The, the issue that's interesting, though, is IHOP is walking into a very busy conversation. They owned the pancake conversation. Even though it was declining, all the spikes you see were from them. 
if you look at the burger conversation, and we're going to get into this with the tweets in a second, they're competing against a lot of different um, players. And, you know, and now, uh, you know, which do you want to be? And so uh, with that said, let, let's just talk about different things. Yeah, it's wild. It seems like if you can own something, why wouldn't you? It seemed like they own pancakes. But now we see them going into burgers, so. Well, it's like many marketers. You always want what you don't have. Very true. Very true. And mm -hmm. some of their, you, we'll, you'll see in a second, some of their customers were not too happy with even toying with the IHOP name change. Um, the initial reaction is pretty funny. Um, some of the tweets that we, we, we curated out of this is like, first one is from um, Jacqueline Schwartz. IHOP is like a 14-year-old me rebranding myself when I didn't even <laughs> need to. I love that. I mean, totally makes sense. At, uh, Chan at Chandisco, um, IHOP is like your annoying ex-boyfriend who said he's changed, but he's actually just gotten worse. Nice. <laughs> I like this one from uh, uh, partner Daryl Dactyl. Finally, a place to get a burger. I mean, only other than McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Jack in the Box, Five Guys, In-N-Out, White Castle, Chili's, Applebee's, yada, yada, yada. He names a bunch here. Every mom and pop diner and the back of most kids' menus. Yeah, that's just that's the perfect tweet to summarize Bur the burger joint craze that's been happening the last 10 years. Oh, right? it is. It, it truly is, and that's the interesting part about this. And what's interesting is you start getting into people going, what the bleep are you doing, IHOP? Um, this one woman, Brittany, said 15 years from now, your kids are in a car and they pass by an IHOP sign, and they say, Mom, let's get some burgers. You shed a tear and drive <laughs> onto Wendy's for some pancakes. <laughs> Love that one. That's great. <laughs> well, you can tell it's the first episode. So, <laughs> Steve, why don't, why don't you why don't you go? I'm waiting for the screen to change. Like, what? Why did he change the screen? Talk about Toby Snowwolf. How, how about at uh, 303 Snowwolf? So I just found out through my alumni association that I went to the same school as the guy who came up with the H High Hop campaign. I'm so terribly sorry, everyone. <laughs> I want to know exactly what school that was so I can. Uh, <laughs> Never go there. Uh, at Kenny Trill, just saw a waitress crying outside of IHOB. She must be taking the transition tough. <laughs> Love yeah, that so one. What about the people that work there? I mean, <laughs> they probably don't well, care. There, there's some tweets we didn't put in here. One was, you know, one person goes, I can't believe they said, welcome to IHOB when I walked in. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I want to go on to the next thing, which is more of the competitive reaction because everybody pretty much in the category saw as an opportunity to kick IHOB in the bees. And um, one of the better ones I like is um, the Wendy's response. Um, the first one was from Tony X, and he basically writes, you know, um, Wendy's, what are you going to do, you know, with the high up thing, the burgers um, on your block? Thought, thought you were the OG. The response from Wendy's was not really afraid of, of the burgers from a place that decided pancakes were too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Love so that response. Rich. Later <laughs> on that day, then they responded even, I think this is even funnier. Remember when you were, when it, excuse me, remember when you were like a seven? Uh, <laughs> remember when you were like seven and thought of changing your name to Thunder Bear Sword? <laughs> Would be super cool. <laughs> like that, but our cheeseburgers are still better. It's pretty good. Perfect. I, I like this one from White Castle. Did you guys see this? We are excited to announce that we'll be switching our name to Pancake Castle. Oh, pretty good. 
genius. A lot of people did that, actually. Even Burger mm-hmm. King changed it to Pancake King. That's and redid oh, that's their right. whole Twitter thing. Whataburger did the same thing. What a pancake. Yeah. yeah Waffle <laughs> House. Well, you know what the Waffle House deal, though? They're, they're like arch enemies. They go after sure. each other. And even the um, what you're going to find out is the people who frequent there will waffle or IHOP. And so basically um, IHOP blinked. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's easy decision. If you want waffles, you go to Waffle House. If you want pancakes, you go to IHOP. <laughs> Everyone stay in your swim lane. We won't have any problems. Exactly. <laughs> um, the next thing really gets into really the longer term reaction of the purist or their advocates and how they responded to the name change. Uh, for example, um, Gen C or Face um, tweeted out, just going to go to IHOP and chant pancakes, pancakes, flapjacks, flapjacks. Flip flappity <laughs> flapping cakes until they change their name or I get arrested. <laughs> yeah, pi- the pile on. There's other people who just say I refuse to call it IHOP. It's just IHOP forever. Love it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we've got at Bellagio here. IHOP at IHOP. Okay. Not only did you change your name to IHOP and start selling burgers, but then get rid of the beautiful red velvet pancakes. I also love those. How dare you? We are trying to make. Are you trying to make me unhappy? This shouldn't be allowed. I'm disgusted. I'm surprised people are tracking that. Man. I mean, how frequently you have to go to a pancake house to know they got rid of a menu item? <laughs> I would, I would well, have no if, idea. If you're an advocate for it, you know. Right. Um, you know, you, you go to the next one, and it's really interesting with some really not clever things like from um, Pleb Piper Coin. Um, I'll take some bags, boast, bash browns, and bacon <laughs> at IHOP. <laughs> This picture's pretty they good, were, though. Yeah, it's, it's just, again, a picture of breakfast was off of Instagram. Yeah, they were playing that up with all the bees yeah. on Twitter when they were first announced that. There's another one from uh, Al Shippey. All I know is IHOP better keep four types of syrup on the table at all times. And if I want to put strawberry syrup on a burger, they better not say shit. <laughs> How about this one? At Rachel Barr, IHOP, International House of Betrayal. Oh, geez, that's a purist right there. You know, it's like with everything, the the next theme we hit is really interesting. Like everything in our society, it tends to always go back to fake news. And so um, rap, gay, um, rap game Carly J. Repson um, tweeted out, while I was driving home yesterday, I drove past an IHOB and still had a P on the sign. And honestly, I'm so sick and tired of all this fake news. I, I, I'm I speechless. mean, yeah, <laughs> if you're going to change your name, you got to do it, you know, everywhere. There's another one from uh, Mike and K. Oh, great. We've all been IHOBed again. <laughs> See, I, <laughs> it's I already becoming a, a thing. It's, it's, it's yeah. become a thing where, you know, everybody goes, yeah, IHOB me. IHOBed. All right. Uh, I like this one. Uh, Steven Jackson says, let's be real, though. Who actually went to IHOP and ordered a burger during that stupid IHOB stunt? I mean, he's calling them out. Does he have a point or what? Oh, he does. Actually, that's where I sort of teased this a little earlier. It's like, where's the crave? The interesting thing is that, um, and this came from Laura Loomer, craving a burger, but not one of those nasty-looking IHOP burgers. What were they thinking? (laughs) And if you want to know what I mean, I mean, honestly, it's a great opportunity for IHOP what they did. And um, if you're in front of your computer right now listening to this, I'd recommend opening up Google typing in burger porn in quotes and then clicking on images. This is what Crave looks like. And to me, it's like, this is the opportunity. You've got people's attention. You've got to, you know, you got to hit the Crave. I worked on White Castle for a while and it was always about the Crave. And to me, it's like, if you're going to do it, you got their attention, you got to follow through. 
And if you're not looking at what we're looking at right now, it's the thing that you drive to just for that burger, right? right. It's, a, oh, it's yeah. a destination item yeah. in a lot of cases. You, it's got to be that, again, that emotive connection. And actually what I want to do is, it, you know, that pretty much wraps it up for, up for IHOP. We'll vote on it in a second. But actually let's talk about a uh, marketer who really does get the crave in Taco Bell and what they're doing with nacho fries. Taco Bell nacho fries. Mm. Gentlemen, have you had nacho fries? Yeah, I'm more of a power burrito guy, but my son loves them. I, I also enjoy a good power burrito, but I have tried these, and they are amazing. Well, if you weren't, for anyone who isn't aware, there's been two seasons of releases of these nacho fries, both with quite a bit of hype and buildup around them. So season two, which was earlier this year, uh, when it kicked off, there was, <laughs> there, were a lot of, uh, there was a lot of conversation happening around it. So as an example, uh, at someone likes Meg, relationship status, just told a telemarketer how alive I feel since finding out Taco Bell brought back the nacho fries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this other dude actually is very much like him at D Wells 151. Taco Bell brought back their nacho fries. Things are really starting to look up for me. <laughs> yeah, this one here uh, from Homicidal Casey. Uh, kind of a creepy name, but uh, she also loves these fries. She's saying, I'm seeing tweets. The fries have debuted at Taco Bell. Currently on my way to see if they're available in my city. Fingers crossed. And that was happening everywhere. People knew it was being released, they just didn't know when it was coming to them. Mm. And just to build on that, and we'll, there's a little more to it, but when these things get taken away, people are releasing their own recipes for how to recreate them at home. I mean, they, wow, you don't have to, idea. there's no shortage of conversation on Instagram with pictures of <laughs> Martha Stewart meets Taco Bell. I, I, I don't think it'd be that difficult based on what I'm seeing. <laughs> okay. I think you could manage. Um, and then also the launch commercials. And if for anybody who isn't familiar, it's 100% worth checking out. It's, it's like a movie trailer. Um, you know, so this, well, this one guy says, Mikey, at Mikey Face, I just watched Taco Bell's commercial where the re- revenge-fueled man desperately needed to get the world, the word out about nacho fries. It starred Josh Dumel. Every word I've said, said it's true. <laughs> nice. Um, there's this other dude, um, at Mikey Face, nice name. <laughs> I just watched a Taco Bell commercial where a revenge-fueled man desperately needed to get the word out about nacho fries. <laughs> 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 Uh, things are getting dramatic here at repeat.com <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah and uh, you know there, there's literally articles on the subject uh, the, this commercial is uh, a prequel to demolition man people are just joking about so. and there wasn't just one they made multiple cuts uh, I mean, it's really impressive investment so ultimately you know taking a step back and, and looking at something like IHOP right and what we talked about and then nacho fries you know, how do we rate this, you know, from a subjective standpoint of, of the three of us sitting here together? Well, I have, I thought from an awareness standpoint, it was definitely feed worthy. But um, like we talked about, from a crave standpoint, it was feed worthless. They just didn't deliver on the um, on the crave part of it. Yeah, if anything, it became a mockery, right? And that, that's what it would be known for. Well, and socially, you don't want to be IHOBed. Don't be, don't be pulling an IHOB. Don't be pulling an IHOB. <laughs> And then you look at um, Taco Bell, and I think it's not just the nacho fries. Let's no, and let's put be it serious, guys. Everything they do, they, they get it. And you know, where IHOP have pancake porn, these guys, you know, they've got, you know, it's taco it's, porn. It's, it's taco porn. Nacho porn. Yeah. Every, porn. Everything they do, it just, it's, it's amazing. And to put it in perspective, too, I mean, the nacho fries posts, you're talking out of, a, out of millions of posts happening, it's a small percentage, right? But it's even, even then, it's more impactful and meaningful than a lot of the IHOB conversation is to the brand from a long-term perspective. 
and and they know how to work it. They're always coming out with something timely, and even with this case, they they took it off and re-released it. So I think we're voting feedworthy on the taco side. I agree. Definitely feedworthy. All right, off to our uh, next conversation. Uh, let's talk about Prime Day, guys. Um, that was like June twel- June twelfth. Guys, buy anything? Oh God. Almost every year I do. I didn't this year, though. You didn't? No. I just wake up to that inbox after I've been ordering stuff at 1130 at night, and it's just a bunch of series <laughs> of disappointing emails, <laughs> things do, I'm looking forward to. How does to. your lo- wife let you do that is what I want to know. It goes to my email. Oh, nice. If she's listening. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, I just bought it one thing, <laughs> and, you know, they're very tricky. They just say, oh, it's 50% off. And you don't know if it's a good deal, but it's 50% off. How could it not be? Yeah. Well, don't, well, don't you have a wish list? I, I mean, I, I have a I have pretty a up-to-date wish list in, in Amazon, so I just kind of peek through that. I need to step up my wish list game. You I need have a wish list. Yeah, yeah. I need to I have a wish list in life, not really on Amazon. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, what's really interesting about what the net effect was, is, think about this. They've only been doing this for about four years, since 2015 when they kicked oh, it off. And it used awesome. to be a sleeper summer, tu- you know, sleepy summer Tuesday. And I still remember when they first launched this, they said, oh, this is going to be as big as Black Friday. Well, the first year was not, not even close. Mm. And it was widely panned. But they stuck to it. Now, in a way, think about it this. Huge. They've, they've created a midsummer Black Friday holiday. Never thought it could happen. Mm-hmm. Other retailers are getting on board. Uh, like a lot of the major retailers saw um, a 54% increase in online sales. You know, well, people with over a billion. Well, when wow. they saw that Bezos made, I think it was in 2016, made $20 million in six minutes. Wow. Oh, God. I think they all realized that. They wanted to get on board. He's a madman. Yeah. And this year, um, you know, the estimation is 33% increase over last year. So it keeps growing. And they sold over 100 million products. Jeez. But what you're going to find out when we get into some of the tweets here is what, and pay attention to this, it's what wasn't said. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave it at that for right now. We're going to get into a little more. But um, yeah, and to build on my, you know, my disbelievers uh, theory, you know, th- there's certain people who, uh, like at John Smith, he says, every item that has piqued my interest on Prime Day 2018, I have Googled and found it the same or cheaper prices other places. Whoa. Just right. because it is marketed as a deal doesn't mean it is, right? And that that's exactly what I'm talking about. As I'm, I'm placing orders and I'm certain it's good. I know it's not. A little bit of research goes a, a long way. But that's where they're genius. Amazon has really got to so this type of minimalistic approach, which is an addiction, which we'll talk about in a bit. But let's talk about dogs. Oh, the dog post. The do- that's, that's half the reason why I didn't order anything this year, because every time I hopped on the app, it I was actually broken. It just kept giving me these dogs. It didn't take long. I think it was by noon that day, you know, you had people posting you know, I think I met all of the Amazon error page dogs, <laughs> and this was yeah. at, you know <laughs> midday. <laughs> she has all the posts of the different uh, dogs and their names, which I I do think it was a clever idea. Yeah, and if had they fixed everything, Smart. it would have been pretty cool. I think would have had a good good response. But if you fast forward to noon or or even later, you had people like Office Depot uh, sending out emails to their entire user base saying, if you're tired of looking at dogs, come come <laughs> take a look See, here. There you go. You know, Target did the same thing. It was pretty genius. So if you had to summarize what's happening, it's really just a prime day fail, right? And if you're going to just take a look at some of the conversations, you know, you've got at Pearson 53, hey, Amazon, try unplugging your servers and waiting 10 seconds for them to plug them back in. <laughs> laundry laundry soap is all I need, not dog pics. Prime nice. day fail. That's all I want, <laughs> a little bit of laundry soap. <laughs> so I like this one from 
Alista's hair. She says the same people who planned the Build-A-Bear event must have something to do with this. Hashtag Prime Day. Hashtag Prime Day fail. Yeah, what another epic fail that Oof. was. Oh, the, the one I love is this from this dude at um, True Blue Crew. I mean, this guy was looking forward to it. I can't believe I took the week off of work, what? decorated the house, flew in all my relatives for this. Yikes. Hashtag Prime Day fail. What a good what a good lead in really for, good for our next theme, the addiction. Well, the addi- yeah, the addiction's fascinating. Um, one of the themes we found is it's beyond Prime Day. Just, you know, get on Twitter, type in hashtag Prime Addict, and you'll get these niche conversations where people admit they have a problem. One of, there's this meme out there that's great. It, it's, it's, you can find it on Instagram where it's Primnesia. When you order so much um, Amazon Prime that you don't know what's in the box. <laughs> I mean, that really is half the I, fun. I love, I've when had that before. I, I love that one. In my and, house, it's either a little pony <laughs> or maybe a new hat. Okay, that's Who knows? Or, or, <laughs> a hat, hat or a hat for the pony. Or a hat for the little pony. <laughs> um, actually, there's some tweets. That, there's some other tweets that highlight this theme quite well. Yeah, one, one of them is uh, at Tony James. I'm an Amazon Prime addict. People who bought this item also bought. Okay, I'll have it. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that bar always gets me. At yeah. uh, Evie says, there's a fairly large overlap of people who would never set foot in Walmart but are addicted to Prime. Hmm. I wonder if that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, a little skeptical, but I, it does feed the theme, though. Well, it's an addiction. There, there's a truth to it. Is Amazon's the anti-Walmart. Think about this way. It, it, we've done a lot of studies, Steve, over the years. And, mm. you know, you, in any study, you'll find p- 50% of people like shopping, 50% hate it. What Amazon is designed to do is for the people who are shopping minimalists, Walmart is for shopping exploration. So there's probably a truth to That's that like story. sending you to Home Depot. Oh, dude. You just get lost. I, I love I know I, that. I'm a journey shopper. I've Nobody heard. in my family will go with me, dude. Anyway, <laughs> back on topic a little bit here. Um, at Give Your Wings, um, Amazon is a tab permanently open in my browser. That's how addicted to Prime I am. Yep, I have the I same d- thing happens. I tend to have it always open, too. Yeah. Well, I got to get on this wish list thing, guys. I'm way off. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us to the end. You know, Prime Day, worthy or worthless from a feed standpoint? I This is just me. I'm going to say worthless. To me, like I said, I didn't buy anything this year. I think it was a big win with the dog. Eh, the dog was definitely feed worthy. I don't think it hurt them. I gotta be honest. I actually I, I haven't looked. You know, been doing digital for a long time. That's the most clever way of 404 errors and stuff like that. Yeah, no doubt. Dogs. They put a lot of time and investment. It's almost like they knew it was going to happen. They already had pre, you know, pre-shot some hundred different dogs with quotes and names. I mean, right. That, it makes you wonder how long those dogs have been up there. It could be for years. That's this a good is the first point. time we saw it. <laughs> they probably just well, This was a worldwide crisis too, right? This was not just here. This is servers across the world that were going down. That's true. Yeah. When I actually what agree. What do you guys think? I, agree, yeah. I think it's worthless. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's worthy was actually every news outlet, I swear, like USA Today, Mashable, all saying, here's the products you need to buy. Yeah, and which that's, are usually those are the posts we saw. I'm, I'm going to go worthy from an entertainment standpoint. Right. I had a lot of fun reading these posts. I, yeah, people, are, people are clever. <laughs> it renewed my faith in the Twitter comedy. So jumping right into the next one, cutting the cord. Um, obviously something that we're all dabbling with to some degree, but there was a study that just came out, you know, you mentioned. Yeah, it's like 33% of the people, it's exploding, of the adult population have canceled their satellite or um, cable subscription. And, you know, it's in, it, rather than slowing down, which a lot of the um, cable providers were hoping, it's actually up 44% this year. 
Especially when you get like the, we haven't done it yet, but that we've been staring at that YouTube package for $35. You get all your cable stations, yeah. kid shows, live sports. I mean, that, that's what I'm paying for, right? Well, so. see, I, and actually, I'm glad you brought that up. What's fascinating is, in a way, YouTube, Hulu, Sling TV are all commoditized in the category, no different than what T Mobile and Sprint did a couple years back to Verizon and AT&T. And they're really putting a pinch on that data, right? Oh, that, oh those yeah, data packages are much bigger deal than they've ever been, which is kind of an irony. So if you look into this, we looked at a lot of different <coughs> themes, but what thematically started to emerge was sort of this um, sequence of events, different emotional events people go through from anger through celebration. And what we did is cultivated tweets that sort of um, reflected that. Um, I mean, the first one, honestly, is, is and you find it everywhere, is tech anger. For example, um, this has been me several times. It really, oh, I, yeah. I love. Oh, by the yeah. way, I love this person's handle at Mighty Penguin. Um, <laughs> hey, Comcast cares. It's not scheduled maintenance if you don't tell anybody about it. <laughs> I'm trying to get work uh, done it's here. The worst. And with three exclamation points. Hashtag <laughs> problems. Um, problem times fix Xfinity, fail cutting the cord. Not happy. Yep, that's about, that about sums it up. There's another one from at Jenkins at Verizon support. My set top box stopped working. If you've made it impossible to talk to a live body, <laughs> cutting the cord. <laughs> That's the worst. And those those phone lines that you have to call half the time too are. Am I am I alone? That the time I've called to help support, I just hit zero until Always. I get someone, and then the thing hangs up. <laughs> Always. But see, that doesn't irritate me because I'll just leave the phone on that. What irritates me is they'll actually walk you through everything you tried eighty times. Oh yeah. Did you set the box? Did you turn it over? Yep. Oh. No, I'm an idiot. I, I just called you. Yeah, you, c you can't blame you can't blame some of these folks. Uh, like at John G. Cole here uh, says, stolen from Facebook. There should be a movie called Xfinity War, kind of playing off the X Men thing. And all the superheroes are just really angry because they're all on hold with Comcast. I love that. <laughs> that one's great. Well, they, they made some improvements over the years. I mean, sure they there's. Did. A, <laughs> I'm in denial. I, I mean, they, honestly. You pick Uverse, you pick Comcast. I mean, hi, and this is the interesting thing is a lot of people in the tech thing, because they're using the at symbol, because they're trying to get customer help to actually respond to their post. They're not happy, mm. and they're playing them against each other. It's desperation. Right. Now, the other theme we saw in there was more cost-related, which is really more in line with cutting the cord. For example, um, our, um, at our currency rights, it's amazing, yet not shocking, that my Xfinity package advertised at $89 actually cost $130 a month. Hidden fees and taxes everywhere. Time to switch. Nah, this, is, this is a theme that happens again at my house every year. And thankfully, I'm not the one that has to deal with it. I'm, I've got <laughs> someone else who's really, really good tough, at yeah. dominating the uh, providers. Yeah, she should actually <laughs> yeah, help I, do a tutorial. I got a buddy that uh, tells me, yeah, it's either every six months or every year, he calls Comcast and demands a lower fee. And he gets it. He always tells me he's paying like 30 bucks a month for internet. I mean, it takes a special person to be able to make that call and be aggressive. And you also have to set aside like two or three hours of your life. For that's it. right. You know, so I, true. That's I'm not gonna give them that. That's not. That's my time. It's not yours. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can just see people are fed up. At uh, Simpson two four four here says my at Uverse TV service just doubled in cost. I've been there, love it. But now I'm gonna have to switch to at Comcast. So to your point, Eric, uh, he's calling out these two brands on the same tweet. Who's going to respond? Who wants his business? Yeah, might as well do the same tweet next year and just swap the two. That'd names. be a fun experiment tonight. Yeah. We should all tweet out 
and see what kind of responses we can get. Who responds? Who, Let's can, do who it. can save the most in 24 hours? Yeah. Right? Off your bill. That'd be a fun contest. Um, and this is where we get more into threatening threats. So you go from venting about costs to um, actually threatening the providers. For example, <laughs> <laughs> um, at Lola Marie XL4, uh, I swear I'm about to switch to Xfinity because at Uverse is on some bullshit. It's inconsiderate and ridiculous how I have to reschedule for a second time because your tech is behind and last week didn't show at all. I would hate, for much as I, I, pr- I feel for these people because I've been them, I'd also really despise being the person who has to come to their house and figure out the problem. Oh, yeah. I would not want to be a tech. I, I give those guys and, and ladies a lot of credit. So moving on, and this is where the interesting thing is up till recently, it's not been about cutting the card. It's been ping-ponging between cable providers, just like the last woman. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, at Archie Tony, I used to think Comcast cable was the worst, lowest level of hell that existed until I switched to AT&T Uverse at Uverse. Um, what a nightmare of hell that exists within this company. Such vitriol. I mean, we've got a neighborhood post in our like Facebook group right yeah. I'm not on it but I hear that there's even exchanges of how to get a deal for your neighborhood you know really? you deal with the same people well yeah let someone else deal with it absolutely so let's keep going on this um, well, the interesting thing is now let's switch to people who decide to cut the cord. now there are some posts around it but not as many as you would expect because a lot of people if you just go in right now again let's do the Google open up the Google and type cutting the cord, you're gonna find a lot of posts about beginners cutting the cord, what to think about, what to do, and stuff like that. And so there's, it's not necessary ne- to actually go out and tweet about it, because you're just gonna find information. However, there are people out asking for advice. Well, you have this one person says, uh, at all she saves, I know a ton of you have cut the cord and completely got rid of cable, but does anyone have experience going completely TV-less Thomas thinking about selling our TV, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. Any experience or advice is appreciated. So that's an extreme measure. That's just not cutting the cord. That's dumping everything. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got enough screens in our house to probably suffice, but no. TV-less? Yeah, well, you're not going to give up your what your PS4. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, the strong homemaker pipes in. So I'm looking to cut the cord with cable bills, and I don't know where to start. I figured my followers can help some advice. Help. Triple exclamation point. <laughs> he, that guy's lost. <laughs> I'm finally doing it, getting rid of cable, going with Hulu and Netflix. Um, teach, drink, repeat. Love that name. Um, but the, look at that first hashtag, my anxiety, anxiety though. Pro. Yeah, yep. that's a lot of, I'm not sure this is going to work out. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, another one, uh, at Rachel. So, at Rachel. As some personal news, I finally cut the cord, negotiated a downgrade to internet only, Set up a Roku with YouTube TV, and I'm happy with it so far. Plus, less than hundred dollars a month in savings. And Tom Ames, same sentiment here. Uh, he is saying that 79 of former subscribers said they were happy with their decision to cut the cord, and only five percent saying they had regrets. And we will go back to pay TV. So hmm. it sounds like once the people are making this switch, they ain't no going back. It's also sort of a pain, right? I mean, that, that's what you make the decision. Um, it's a pretty hard ugh. commitment. Well, that actually tells you what the deal seeker, how much of a deal seeker you are, is how much effort you're going to exert to do it. A lot of people realize they're paying probably way too much, but then they go, oh, I got to get on the phone with them. Just like the conversation we had here, or, oh, 
I really didn't want to do it. But at a point, you're going to reach a, a point where you go, okay, it's worth my time. I mean, I, I love it. A lot of the cost posts are fabulous. Like um, JR Raz or something like that um, tweeted out, finally cut the cord at DirecTV. It was nice knowing you. But I'm thrilled by saving $110 a month. Yeah, that's about thirteen hundred a year. And here's that's another huge. one that at the the Captain Lou. I cut the cord, installed Rukus and all my TVs, and have been thrilled with the outcome. Bill went from two fifty a month to eighty dollars. I mean, impressive. That's a, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, not only that. I mean, the biggest thing for me. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I don't have a traditional cable subscription, and it's because when I tune into cable, it's all commercials. It's there's so much junk there. And when I use the streaming services, they're commercial free. The, to me, that's a big difference. I mean, I'll I'm an ad guy. I like a good commercial just like the last guy. But when I'm lean back and trying to tune into something, I want to watch it. I pay, you, I'll like pay. The, you like the Taco Bell ads, right? Love them. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I pay premiums for my services, too. Spotify. Oh, yeah. I use YouTube Red. I mean, I'm, I don't... I don't need to be bothered with that 30 seconds. Yeah, and I think that's uh, I think that's slowly m more becoming the norm, which kind of covers on some of this yeah, stuff. For, yeah, it'll be an interesting how this pans out because it's just going to keep growing. So let's, let's wrap this up. Worthy or worthless? I have two questions for you. The first one's for the big boys. How do you think they're doing? Hmm. I think they're bigger than just cable access, right? They're becoming companies that are buying other production companies, right? They're, they're becoming content... Yeah houses they're not just invested in your television box anymore right they're all for streaming services from a social standpoint i don't think it's there i don't think that, i don't think it's shown through that way <laughs> no one's looking at them going now they get it right well, yeah what's what's fascinating with it is you look at their ads and how they rock and, the, and then you read the posts it, there's a massive up. disconnect I, I mean, mean, if we go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I think a lot of it too. When I look at it, it comes down to reputation. So these are a lot of them are legacy companies. Uh, AT and T is a is a spinoff of uh, U versus a spinoff of AT and T. Uh, NBC or, and Xfinity are are somewhat connected, but uh, some of these new brands, Netflix, the Hulu's, the YouTube's of the world, have the younger audiences, and it, they just have more. They're more approachable. They have better brand appeal. And for young, new generations, that can go a long way. So we all agree, it's worthless. I actually, I want to go worth, worse than worthless. <laughs> can we, <laughs> the worst, can we go? feed worse? Because <laughs> it's, it's caustic. Yeah. I mean, there's worthless, but this is like, uh, read your tweets, guys. Well, then by them doing support through Twitter, you're actually perpetuating the problem. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you're amplifying we, it. We I mean, read a lot of tweets, but we not, some of these, these, these exchanges went on for a long time. Yeah, they're evil. So, second question. You're thinking deal seeker. We all talked about this. Worthy or worthless from that cord cutting deal seeker? I think the content's pretty rich nowadays, right? I mean, you're, you're certainly not encouraged to go back to the cable company again. So, you're certainly, you know, looking to explore. Um, the way I look at it is like who's benefiting, like you brought up YouTube and them. The, the fact that we saw so many price related mm -hmm. posts, like I saved $100, $150. If you're even thinking about it, and at the same time your cable providers on the fritz, and they're not responsive, they're almost pushing people to cut the cord and save, or they probably have the next five things they want to buy lined up already. Right in their wish list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course they do. And that brings us to the end of our topics. Uh, this is the the first wrap of our 
of our episode one, you guys. Congratulations. That was great. And, yeah. and more importantly, thank you to everyone and anyone who's listening because there's uh, a lot of work going into it on our end. And yes, thank you. We're going to be back at it again uh, in a couple of weeks, hopefully. So make sure you subscribe. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, different podcast networks. And uh, there'll be more content to come. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. it. One last thing. If you guys have any feedback, we'd love to hear it. Uh, Steve, right here to my right, Steve DeAngelis, is on Twitter at Steve at Rebuild. Eric is on Twitter at, what's your handle? E-G-Bo. E-G-Bo. B-O-W-E. B-O-W-E. And I'm at Steve St. Germain. So that's it. Uh, feel free to tweet at us. I'm tired, you guys. I think I need a beer. Uh, fire. Please. Fire. Let's right. go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Later. See you up.